This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. My guest today is a toad named Frog, and yes, yes, his name is Frog. No, he's not a frog. His name is Frog. He's a toad. Fun fact, he actually has a friend who is a frog whose name is Toad. So together, they are frog and toad, but frog is a toad and toad is a frog. It's all very clear and not confusing at all. Anyway, Frog, welcome to my studio. Now, Frog, I have some amazing listeners, and many of them have sent me their ideas for what little hedgehog should collect in her next story. So, Frog, I wanted to play a few of the voice memos I've received to give you a sense of just how funny and clever and creative my listeners truly are. So, here we go. I'm Toph. I'm four. Little Hedgehog. She collects socks. My name is Seamus, and I'm four years old. I think Little Hedgehog should collect Monster Trucks next. My name is Marina. I am five and a half years old. I think Little Hedgehog should collect skirts. My name is Sophia. I am free and I want Little Hedgehog to collect shoes. I am Mariam. I am seven. I think Little Hedgehog should collect bracelets next. My, my name is Ibrahim. I'm five years old. I think Little Hedgehog would collect necklaces. Guys, <laughs> Frog is just grinning ear to ear. Actually, wait, Frog, do toads have ears? Oh, interesting. He tells me they do have a kind of ear called a tympanum. So if we're getting technical, and why not? Frog is grinning tympanum to tympanum. Thank you so much to those of you who have already sent in your ideas. And to the rest of you, this is not over. Please send me more. So big people find that voice memo app. Tiny people say your name, how old you are, and what you think little hedgehogs should collect next. Then just email it to Ria at littlestoriestinypeople.com. Okay, let's listen to our story, The Glowing Stones. Frog, are you ready for the story? He's ready. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay. Here we go. Sylvie and Jasmine skipped through the forest. They were best friends, and they were also rabbits. Every single day, they would scurry out of their underground homes and meet at their special tree. They called it their adventure tree because it was the starting point of all of their adventures. Then they would skip off together, foraging for food, mostly berries, mm-mm, berries, and leaves. OMG, they loved their leaves. Life was good. 
Then on just a regular old Tuesday morning in early spring, something very interesting happened. They were out looking for food and playing around when Jasmine got the idea to climb the tallest rock next to the river. She hopped up and fluffed her tail in triumph. Sylvie glanced up, nervous, because she knew Jasmine very well and could predict that she'd behave in an unpredictable way. That's when Jasmine broke into dance. It was a very funny dance, and it's sad that you can't see her dancing because you would be laughing right now if you could. But let's just say even Sylvie, who tries not to encourage her friend's crazy behavior, managed a giggle. Stop! What if other bunnies come along? Sylvie said, glancing around. Jasmine laughed. Loosen up, Syl. Jasmine started adding some random kicks into her dance routine. Oh, hey, what's this? Jasmine bent to look at something, and in doing so, slipped out of Sylvie's view. Jasmine? Sylvie whispered. Come see. I've never seen anything like it. Jasmine popped her head up and saw that Sylvie had not moved. Sylvie, come now. You have to see this. Sylvie blanched. You know I'm afraid of heights. Sylvie, you're a rabbit. You could jump off this rock and land on your feet no problem, Jasmine said, sounding muffled from behind the big rock. Sylvie reluctantly hopped up a few rocks of increasing size until she was able to hop onto the highest rock, where Jasmine was perched. Sylvie stopped. She saw what Jasmine was looking at. What are those? I don't know. I'm gonna touch one. Don't. Don't touch it, please. Let's just leave them here. You shouldn't go around just touching. But it was too late. Jasmine picked up one of the stones. It was smooth and perfectly round, and it fit nicely in her paw. Aside from its smoothness, it wouldn't have been remarkable, except for the fact that it was glowing, almost like it had a light pulsing inside of it. Jasmine, Sylvie said. I had to. Sorry. Not really sorry, though, because this is so exciting. How does it feel? Sylvie asked. Warm. Go ahead. Pick up the other one. I don't know, Sylvie said, but she couldn't deny that she was curious. She wanted to pick it up. Jasmine kept smiling at her. Sylvie picked up the stone. Now they both held glowing rocks in their paws. Sylvie felt how warm and smooth it was, how the glowing light seemed to change a little as she moved it around in her paw. Why would somebody just leave these here? Sylvie whispered, looking around. Do you think they might come back and get them? I have an idea, Jasmine said. Let's leave them here, but we can kind of hide them just a little bit. And if they're still here in a week, let's keep them. 
Sylvie thought about it. If somebody had left the stones here by accident, they'd probably be back soon to get them, sooner than a week. They tucked the stones in a little hollow of the rock. Then they took one last long look at them and hopped away before they could change their minds. It was the longest week of their lives. All they could talk about were the stones. What were they for? Where had they come from? What else could they do besides glow? Every day they hopped about, collecting food and trying not to venture near the river so as not to be tempted to peek. At the end of the week, they met at their adventure tree and giggled excitedly. Together, they hopped all the way down to the river as fast as their little legs could hop and finally reached the biggest rock of them all. Jasmine hopped up first, Sylvie hopped up beside her, and they both bent down to peer into the hollow of the rock. The stones were still there, glowing just as much as before. Jasmine and Sylvie hopped up and down and hugged each other. They both reached their paws down and each grasped a stone. They sat atop the rock in the morning sun, hugging their warm stones to their chests. And that's when something surprising happened. Jasmine, do you feel something? Yeah, it feels like a heartbeat coming from the stone. I feel the same thing. Sylvie pulled her stone away from her chest and held it up to the sunlight. But aside from glowing, it looked like a normal rock. Hey, I I can't feel it anymore. The heartbeat stopped, Jasmine said, poking at the stone. Sylvie put her stone back to her chest. Jasmine jumped, startled. When you put it against your chest, I I felt it again. Sylvie gasped. (gasps) You try now. Jasmine pulled her stone away from her chest. The heartbeat in Sylvie's stone stopped. They kept repeating their experiment over and over with the same results. Then Sylvie held her stone in her paw and pushed into its center as hard as she could. (gasps) I felt that, Jasmine said. The glowing rocks were connected. After that, Jasmine and Sylvie always had their stones as they skipped through the forest. They got to know all the little tricks they could do. When Sylvie scraped a nail across her stone, Jasmine's stone showed a golden streak trace across hers. When Jasmine drummed on her stone with her paw, Sylvie could feel every little thump in her stone. A few weeks after Jasmine and Sylvie found the stones, Sylvie woke up one morning, grasped her stone, and skipped off to meet Jasmine at their adventure tree. She waited and waited and waited. Her tummy started to rumble, but she waited some more. Finally, she began to think that maybe, perhaps, it was a possibility that Jasmine was not coming. Sylvie was confused. 
They had always met up at the adventure tree, every single day. Then Sylvie remembered her stone. She lifted it up and held it to her chest, hoping Jasmine would feel her heartbeat. A moment later, Sylvie's stone started beating very fast. (gasps) Jasmine must be sick today. She must have a fever, Sylvie thought. Sylvie traced a heart on her stone, and a moment later, she saw that Jasmine had traced a heart back to her. Sylvie took a deep breath. (sighs) She felt better. Now she knew that her friend was not feeling well and also that she was okay. She was probably just resting. The next day, Sylvie arrived at their special tree and Jasmine was there waiting for her. Sorry didn't come yesterday. I really didn't feel well, Jasmine said. It's okay. It's a good thing we had our stones, Sylvie said, smiling. They hugged, then skipped off to look for some food. A few days later, when Jasmine arrived at their adventure tree, she waited and waited, but Sylvie did not show up. Jasmine lifted her stone and pressed it with her paw. Sylvie pressed back. Then they each traced a heart. Jasmine felt a little sad as she left the adventure tree and went off in search of some food. The next day, Sylvie explained that her grandmother had visited and asked if Sylvie would stay in the burrow with her. Usually, she would have skipped over to the adventure tree to tell Jasmine, but because they had their stones, she thought Jasmine would understand. Jasmine nodded at her best friend. She felt sad, but she wasn't sure why. The stones were helping them, weren't they? The next day, it rained the entire day. It was the kind of rain that would soak right through a bunny's fur in just a few moments. Jasmine began to get out her raincoat and her rain boots like she usually did when it rained. Then she looked out at the gray sky and the rain pouring down. She looked at her stone, glowing on the shelf next to her bed. Across the forest in Sylvie's burrow, Sylvie was beginning to slip on her boots when she too glanced out at the dark morning sky. She, too, looked at the stone, glowing on her night table. Jasmine reached for her stone at almost the exact same time that Sylvie reached for hers. They both felt the other one pressing on the stone. Alone in their rooms across the forest from one another, they laughed and smiled. Just by pressing back and forth and sending each other hearts, they could tell what the other was thinking. That day, they each stayed warm and dry in their burrows. But the rain didn't stop. It kept raining the next day and the next. This wasn't unusual for springtime. It rains a lot in the spring, and usually Sylvie and Jasmine would get all bundled up in their rain gear and spend their days splashing in puddles. But now that they had their stones, it all seemed different. After staying warm and dry that first day it rained, they just did the same thing all the other days that it rained, until it had been an entire week since they'd actually seen one another. Then, the next day, it rained again. It poured. Jasmine woke up and saw the rain and frowned. She tried to cheer herself up by having a dance party and doing some funny dances, but... 
Sylvie wasn't there to laugh with her, so she stopped. Should I go to the adventure tree? She wondered. Jasmine missed Sylvie so much, but she wasn't sure what to do. Across the forest, Sylvie was wondering the same thing. Sylvie decided she wanted to see Jasmine. She bundled up in her raincoat and her rain boots. She set off into the wet forest. She'd forgotten how fun it was to hop in puddles. She'd forgotten how, when it rained, the forest smelled different. How worms and frogs came out in force. She arrived at the adventure tree and waited. But she somehow knew in her tummy that Jasmine wouldn't be there. Sylvie started to cry. Then she pulled out her glowing stone. This is just a stone, she said. This is not my friend. She had an idea. She hopped all the way to the river and skipped up onto the highest rock. She took one last long look at her glowing stone. Then she threw it as far as she could. Sylvie gasped as she realized what she had done. <gasps> she watched as the stone hit the surface of the water and its glow dimmed until she could no longer see it. Wait, that stone is all I have. What have I done? She dove into the river to search for the stone. Bunnies are very good at hopping and they are very good at sniffing and they have very keen eyes. But bunnies are not known for their swimming skills. And soon Sylvie tired and had to swim back to the big rock. She cried and cried, feeling lost and alone. Am I crying for the stone, or am I crying for my friend? She scampered home. In her burrow, she fell into a deep, sad sleep. Across the forest, Jasmine's stone flickered and then went dark. Jasmine picked up the stone and shook it. She pressed on it over and over, but it was no use. It no longer glowed. It felt cold and hard in her paw. By this time, it was getting late in the day, and she went to her window and watched as the sky grew dark. She tried to imagine what Sylvie was doing. She missed her terribly. She, too, fell into a deep, sad sleep. The next morning, the sun came out. It was a beautiful spring day. Sylvie felt hopeful as she skipped across the forest. The rain had given all the new flowers the strength to rise up and open. Suddenly, everything looked green and new. Across the forest, Jasmine skipped through the damp, mossy ground and scampered across some logs as she neared the adventure tree. She carried her stone in her paw. When she reached the tree, Sylvie was there waiting for her. Jasmine hopped to her and they hugged for a long time. A week apart had felt like an eternity. After they caught each other up and all the things they'd done in their burrows while it rained, Jasmine held up her stone. Now it no longer glowed. It looked like a regular, round river rock. I think it's broken, Jasmine said. 
Sylvie looked down shyly. Let me show you something, she said. Together they hopped to the river, and Sylvie leapt up on the highest rock without hesitating. Jasmine was right behind her. Sylvie looked out at the river, at the cold spring water coursing along with the current. The water was high after all the rain. Sylvie pointed a paw out to the center of the river. My stone is out there. Jasmine gave her a questioning look. I missed you, Sylvie said. And that stone was not you. I was angry and sad. I didn't want a stone. I wanted my friend. Sylvie looked up at Jasmine nervously, not sure how she would respond. Jasmine looked down at the stone in her paw. Without you, this stone is nothing but a stone. Jasmine looked at Sylvie and smiled. Then she threw the stone as far as she could into the river. They watched as it hit the surface of the water. Then it fell out of sight. Jasmine looked down at her empty paw. Then she took Sylvie's paw in her own and pressed it. Sylvie pressed back. Frog, what did you think? Oh, oh, I never thought of that. Frog says he loved the story. It was very thought-provoking. However, he is a bit concerned that when they threw their stones into the river, they could have hit a toad. Frog, that is a major oversight on my part. I wasn't really thinking about the perspective of a frog. I'm sorry, a toad just going about his day in the river. But I can say no toads were harmed in the making of this story. Does that make you feel better, Frog? Oh, good. Well, I hope all of you enjoyed the story, too. I have a number of special thanks to give out today. To Caroline the Ant, who scooted herself across my laptop the other day and left me a teensy tiny post-it note that said, Get to work. That was very helpful. I was daydreaming again. Caroline, however did you know? Thank you. To Mila and Bowden, the woodpeckers who interrupted this recording with their pecking, thank you. At first, I was pretty annoyed at their interruption, but then I saw that they had pecked out letters to spell, keep up the good work. Thanks, friends. That was very encouraging. To Ian, a very clever owl who noticed my website was down and kindly notified me. Thanks, friend. I'd be lost without you. To Mira the moth, who fluttered around and around my feet to let me know I had put on one blue shoe and one brown shoe. Thank you. You really saved me from walking outside like that. And to Gracie and Riley, two rabbit sisters who like to listen to my stories curled up in a big comfy chair. Thank you for reminding me of why I do all this stuff in the first place. Big people, I just want to say thank you to those of you who have left reviews on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one, and they truly mean so much to me. Many of you have said some very kind and supportive things, and I want you to know I do see them, and I appreciate them very much. 
Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. You can support the show by sharing it with a friend. And send your voice memos to Rhea at littlestoriestinypeople.com. Thank you, as always, for listening in. I love your stories. Keep on writing stories. Thank you for the stories.